it's time to catch up, Chrissy. Listeners, a note before this episode starts. Unfortunately, we had a little bit of technical difficulties with this recording. So after we'd recorded the the entire thing, um, there's like some weird sounds that pop up a couple of times. I'm not sure if it's static or maybe something wasn't quite plugged in properly. I don't know. Um, but uh, none of it lasts very long. So if you're listening and there is a little bit of a scratchy sound for a few seconds, rest assured that it will not last for the rest of the podcast so that each section is about five seconds long. And we're going to solve that problem for next time. With that said, enjoy our episode on Lethal Weapon 2. Hi, Matt. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> does that work? It does. Yeah, that was good. We, that, that's not witty. It's no, just... we're just struggling with the tagline. That was very good. Very good. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Lethal Weapon 2. Oh, boy. Uh, so we watched this like a week ago. Yeah. Um, mm, no, not a full week. We watched it on Thursday night. Oh, that's right. The kids were or up. Wednesday night when the kids were gone. We were very graciously taken up north by uh, our, friends. Our, our, our friends, our good friends, uh, to their cottage for a couple of days. And that meant that we were working during the day and then we had the evenings free. Mm-hmm. And we spent Unheard those of. evenings, free evenings, mm-hmm. watching action movies from the 80s. That's I'm sure right. that was just like a peak of your... We were, we were giving those evenings to the pod is what we were doing. Yes. Yes. The pod is priority. Yes. And mm-hmm. we are... This pod is winding down, this, mm-hmm. this version of it. Um this season yeah the mm-hmm. season of the pod mm-hmm. is winding down and so we had we only had two movies left on the list yep and for brevity's sake we picked the shorter of the two which was still a longer movie what's the other one the bridge on the river Kwai. oh and it's really long i think it's at least as long as this all right um, well, perhaps longer so we watched lethal weapon 2 and it was two and a half hours long which is about an hour longer than it needed to be yes yeah. and it was it uh we'll talk about it later but it was very evident that it was actually a movie that probably was two movies initially, like two different ideas from mm-hmm. the plot. Mm-hmm. And they just went, hey, you know what, let's just throw them together mm-hmm. and, and make a salad of it. And it's, yeah. It was like a poorly done salad missoire. It, 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 it had enjoyable elements, though. Yeah. It just had a lot of elements. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so as is always the custom, we'll begin with your plot summary. I have to, I don't know if I can do the plot summary. Okay, so we're back with... Do you remember the characters' names? Martin Riggs. Martin Riggs. And uh, Murtaugh. What's his first name? Um, I don't know. Murtaugh. Riggs and Murtaugh are back on the case. Starts off with an epic uh, police chase in his wife's brand new... In Riggs's? No, Murtaugh's. Murtaugh's wife's brand new station wagon. And um, they're back to their kibitzing selves. And long and short of it is the two of them end up getting given uh, what they deem to be a terrible assignment to babysit a uh, rat, a a state witness who's turned on the drug dealers he was working for. um, So they have to protect him. And that's played by, uh, don't tell me. What's his name? Tell me. Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Yes, that Joe Pesci. (laughs) Fans of Jersey Boy will get, the Jersey Boys will get that one. Um, So, and Joe Pesci, he's the, he's the, okay, 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 guy. And he um, has been. He's a money launderer. He's a money launderer who's been siphoning 2% of every money laundering deal he's done for the drug dealers. And um, they catch on. And so they're after him. What does it turn out though? That the very drug dealers that he was stealing from are the drug dealers that our duo was chasing in the initial car chase scene. Yes. Therefore ensues a crazy movie 
with lots of action and blowing up and yeah so we should have done this pod like closer to us actually watching because i had i have edited this movie right out of my memory yeah well that's that's telling isn't it that it didn't last with you so yeah the the bad guys are south africans who are smugglers and racist but they're they're officially oh yeah so racist yeah but they're officially in los angeles on diplomatic business and therefore immune from the law right um and so as riggs and murtaugh sort of circle in mm-hmm. on their operation they hide behind their immunity but then use their immunity to actually go to war with the lapd mm-hmm. and carry out selective assassinations mm-hmm. of many of the police uh that are on their case um in this like major crimes division that they apparently work in where mm-hmm. they can show up in civvies and mm-hmm. just sort of pull a gun and then where yeah, they want it didn't seem very realistic shoot bad guys did not seem realistic yeah. to me and there's a lot of, like there's a lot of setup at the beginning about um you know mel gibson being indestructible reminding us of him being indestructible because like, the first one spent a long time at the beginning you're not even sure that he's a police officer yes right? um and it's like this guy's an absolute lunatic and he's yeah. still clearly a lunatic yeah um but uh there's a lot of foreshadowing the second one i thought was really on the nose about the things that are going to come in handy later for instance his ability to separate and then um put his shoulder back into joint yes i was as soon as that happened in the first hand there's a bet a scene where everybody's betting he can't get out of a straight jacket and he can set and he shows that he can separate his shoulder why they have a straight jacket in the police department well, it makes no sense um but anyways he ends up winning the bet by showing that he can get out of the straight jacket by separating his shoulder and as soon as that happened i was like well Duh, that's gonna come We're gonna in later. Need that later. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just uh didn't I didn't love it. I thought it was boring. And like, yeah, there's some really cool scenes of like blowing stuff up, like when the trailer gets shot out, that was good. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed Patsy Kensit, who I did some online research, but like it just was so similar to the first one. And I I did not enjoy it. That's interesting. Yeah, the further I've come from it, the more I have not, in my memory, not enjoyed it. And yeah. and as I said, edited it out of my memory because this one's not yeah. worth remembering. This one was like it was a lot louder. Mm-hmm. It was more violent. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot more bodies, um, and it was it did what a lot of action sequels try to do, which is to cram jokes in, mm-hmm. um, up the ante on chase sequences, up the ante on explosions. Mm-hmm very 1980s late 1980s like squibs Mm -hmm. and uh and but like you know simultaneously um you know i think one of the things that drew me in even though it was derivative very derivative of its of its predecessor Mm -hmm. all sequels are but i thought that it was interesting that like there's no cgi here Mm -hmm. um and there weren't any models either like this was all just oh except for the house getting pulled down no no that wasn't a model Really? Did you, they not read, you didn't read the I didn't IMDb. Read the tri- no, they... I try to do these without, no. like, I don't want to just regurgitate IMDb trivia. Well, I'm going up. to, so judge me all you want. All right. That was a real house that they built for the movie and then pulled down. And it was like the most expensive part of making the movie. It was like $50 million or something to do yeah. that. Um, there was a model in it. Yes, there was. When the big explosion happens by the pool and the female police officer is on the diving board. And her like mannequin lookalike, oh, yeah. very clearly a mannequin, goes flying through the air into the pool. Right, but that was a real blow up. That was a real detonation of a diving board. Yeah, I, I, I don't I, care. It just there was no CGI. Yeah, right. Well, that's because they didn't so, have CGI. If they made that movie now, there'd be, right. be full of CGI. But you're not hearing me. What I'm saying is, is that I appreciate, mm-hmm. even if it's not a good quality movie, that even in a bad movie mm-hmm. or a poor movie or a movie that you hate. I didn't hate it. Okay, Just, I don't you care. dislike or you don't yeah, care about. I'm apathetic towards it. That there's 
there's genuine real craft in staging the action sequences mm -hmm. that it's all grounded in a physical reality that's plausible the audience is just hearing matt's purit purist when it comes to movies listen, opinions listener. right now yeah i, listen, I think listener. our listener will uh agree <laughs> that um... of course joe will <laughs> joe will agree with everything you say and nothing that i say but i'm just i, I like the only like, thing... i think it's just what I'm, okay so what i'm saying is that a, a lousy late 80s early 1990s action movie mm -hmm. has better action in it than something that's made today mm -hmm. that's enhanced greatly by cgi thereby defying the laws of physics mm -hmm. and making it much harder to suspend disbelief like as I, we saw today in the new indian indiana jones which i thought we would maybe circle to at the end sounds a little, good a little special bonus all right uh review at the end a little, a little chat all right yeah. should we take a quick break yeah now's as good a time as any all right we'll take a quick break we'll be right back okay okay we're back okay all right we're back I noticed in the last episode, just apologies, listeners, uh, theoretically, um, the sound quality was not great at the beginning. So I'm trying to speak louder and more into the microphone this time. Me too. Okay. You, yeah. you, you, you never have trouble with your voice, though, because you have a deeper voice than me. That's what it is. It's my register. That's right. It resonates it's more. It's a rich, rich baritone. That's right. Is it? Yes. I have a second soprano, so I nothing can, I can just talk like this instead. Okay. All right. Um... So, uh, Q&A for you. I'm ready. What's your level of interest in the remainder of the series? Zero percent. Really? Yes, I'm not. I don't know. I don't care. What if, could I could I sell you on the addition of Rene Russo for the next two films? Yeah. Yeah? You probably, yeah. 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 She comes in and adds a dose of femininity that the series is desperately lacking, mm -hmm. I think. Um, can I interest you in some Jet Li? Oh, yes. You did tell me it was Jet Li, which made me minorly interested in the third. Can I interest you uh, in some Chris Rock as a love interest in the elder daughter of Roger Murtaugh? Oh, and is he really funny? He's very funny. And he's he's a policeman who's who's trying to like he's working for. Is this his like where does that lie in his IMDb? Oh, like, like he's already done like, history. He'd already done all the like some of the SNL movies and he'd done uh, CP4. So it was and, a big deal. Yeah. It wasn't like it was, he was a big get. He was a get. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, then I'm I'm more interested now. I don't want to see more of the same. I get Joe it. Pesci's back in the third one. Oh, God. Um, but he has blonde hair. Ugh. Okay. I couldn't tell you what happens in the third one, actually, other than the, Jet Li. You said no. He comes in the fourth one. Oh. Uh, Rene Russo is in the third. Okay. And um, again, big get or early in her career? Uh, no, she's a, she's a big get at that she's time. Got she was sort of the peak of her powers at that 80, point. Early nineties look. Yeah. Her look was like right on point for the style at the yes, time. Yes. And, and she works really well with with Gibson. In fact, she does uh, Ransom with Gibson as mm -hmm. well. Uh, mm -hmm. Have you seen Ransom? Yes, I have. Yeah. Um, she was in a movie with Pierce Brosnan about an art heist. Yeah, the Thomas Crown Affair. That one. That's really good. That's a remake of a Steve McQueen movie with uh, his, I want to say, um, Faye Dunaway. Mm. That uh, is apparently... It was Pierce Brosnan, good. so we had to watch it in our house. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay, continue. We got uh, questions. So, um, does it work as a comedy for you? Did you find it funny? This one was not as funny as the first one, to me. And they, I think they're trying to have a lot harder to be funny. Well, that's why one. it wasn't funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you, the the repartee between no. the partners didn't. That no. I felt like the. It felt to me like they had spent a year together. Mm -hmm. Like remember the first one. Oh yeah, they, they were way more comfortable. The with banter each other. was more yeah. adversarial. Now it's like you know, 
gentle teasing yes. and, and like the familiarity of, of Mel Gibson um, giving his getting uh, being in the house and Roger's wife does his, does his laundry yeah yeah where does she keep my shirts yeah and, yeah <laughs> and he's he's cooking eggs and he's crumbling Oreos into the chili yeah and he's yeah um, and defending defending the daughter yeah right um, I thought it was interesting he's sort of like a benign uncle mm -hmm. now even though he's like a crazy loose cannon so crazy they domesticated him in some ways yeah right which is an interesting you see him in his own uh residence in that trailer by the beach mm -hmm. on the beach by the ocean and he's living like a homeless person essentially mm -hmm. um and then but he, he's like he, i think it's establishing like he's craving that family mm -hmm. structure right yeah. and that family life um and, and he, he almost has it with patsy kinsett and then she gets she gets whacked, whacked. yeah okay well spoiler alert yeah. for a uh 25 year old or 35 year old movie yeah um so you don't find it works as a comedy uh the i wanted to ask you about the toilet bomb <sighs> right like uh, only in the movies mm -hmm. would they rig your toilet to explode mm -hmm. when they've already showed yeah. earlier in the film that they can just walk into his house in the middle of the night and put a gun to his head mm -hmm. and tape his mouth shut mm -hmm. right and terrorize him and why they wouldn't have just rocked and rolled right then mm -hmm. and killed the whole family because like, it was a warning yeah but what mm -hmm. Why, why why warn them i thought the same thing in that moment i thought right. like why especially when later on we find out that they've been following the two of them yeah they they orchestrated riggs's death uh wife's death mm -hmm. you know before the first movie mm -hmm. it turns out that they were like behind it all along these mm -hmm. dastardly south africans um Racist. so they kill people mm -hmm. like they kill people all the time they know who these guys are mm -hmm. and they don't kill murtaugh wow. yeah or gibson when they had the chance to do it yeah they just like warn them off mm -hmm. like oh okay they're gonna take that warning really seriously yeah give me a break i know it's it's a contrivance mm -hmm. certainly yeah um this isn't a movie that's intended to be scrutinized no in a deep meaningful way right yeah. it's just sort of like did they blow it up good did yeah. they make you laugh was there good fights yeah, that's really what we're looking for mm -hmm. i'm gonna try to defend it though um from because i think that you you are sort of hostile to the movie uh no i'm just I, like i said i'm sort of apathetic okay continue uh is the film an anti-apartheid political message from yes. richard donner yes i think it is portraying these white south africans as oh yeah totally and like the timing yeah. of the movie coming out and like the protests around apartheid that are consistent throughout the film yeah no i totally thought like oh that was one of the things is i it, actually didn't like about it though is it in poor taste yeah like to to i mean like the the world was against mm -hmm south africans at that point mm -hmm. white south africans so let's make, uh, very much like nelson mandela was released from prison in 1989 or 90. i don't have any problem with them making the south africans the bad guy but it's like making a nazi a bad guy it's like yep we get it they're bad well they're like one generation removed from being germans right yeah like the yeah dutch okay yeah yeah um joe pesci yeah did you like joe pesci i did i thought he was the best part of the movie well next to patsy kinsett who I couldn't take my eyes off of. Yeah. Um, Joe Pesci was very funny. Yeah. And needed. Yeah. He yeah. brought a, he brought a levity and, and he, his, he was sort of vulnerable. Like I'm not used to seeing him as being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Like his size is played up as he's like the smallest guy in the room. Mm -hmm. He's got to talk as many other things. Yes. Um, and he, but he's like so keen and eager to help. Yeah. Right. Um, and he's sort of like a puppy that they take. Yes, out. exactly. Yeah. Yes. I'm, Oh, I have friends now. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Um, did you find that this movie was more Mel Gibson centered than the first one was? Yes. 
I did. And I think that in the first one, he's so crazy that like all we really see is his crazy, right? We see the little touches of like his wife and what happened there and whatever. But I think that for the most part, we're learning about um, Danny Glover and his family in that one. In this one, that's already established. So it was more of a, more of a, if I had to say like leading man in number one, it would be Danny Glover followed by Mel. And then in this one, it switches. And the family really only has one scene. Yes, which is a very one. funny scene. And then they get whisked off. Yeah, the yeah. funny, yeah, with the, the condom commercial. Yes. And then, but then they get whisked off into witness protection. And, yes. And that's the last we see of them. Yeah. It's uh, not even witness protection. It's just to her sisters. I'm going to my sisters. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Kids, I'm going I, to my I thought that was dumb too. And they were like, yeah, she's, her and the kids are at her sisters. I'm like, because the South Africans don't know where her sister is? Yeah. Are you can, kidding? Again, they can orchestrate the yeah. assassination. So of now her sister's going to get whacked. Yeah. Yeah, no, I thought that was dumb. It's like Godfather esque. Yeah. I'm going to whack everybody all at once. They'll yeah. die like in the same night within mm-hmm. an hour or two of each mm-hmm. other. So, like, there's the coordination necessary to do that. It would really be, it would be impressive. a lot of planning. Yeah. And they just whipped it up like just off the overnight. Off the top of her heads. Hey, how can we kill uh Jeanette Goldstein? I know what we'll do. We're, we're gonna put a bomb under her diving board. Mm-hmm. We're gonna kill Murtaugh by putting a bomb in behind his, his toilet. toilet. But we're gonna warn him yeah. by writing bang your dead on the toilet paper. Yeah. So that I don't even know what they thought was gonna happen. Then. I don't know. Can you think of a worse place to be? Like, I assume the toilet still functioned, yeah. right? So he, he had done a courtesy flush or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, could you imagine, like, that, that level of vulnerability? I was you thinking... ever, you ever, and I have a secondary follow-up question. Have oh, you ever boy. sat on the toilet so long reading, for instance, that your legs fell asleep? Yes. And yeah. it wasn't reading. It was, like, on Facebook. <laughs> like, I was just, like, just, like, scrolling through something. Or when I used to, like, cut the rope, I would just, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I was actually thinking about that in the movie. And I was thinking, that's pretty bad. Worse would be if you were in the tub. Because then the water would get cold. Like, how are you going to get out of the tub and not be, like, either wet and freezing mm-hmm. or sitting in cold water and you're totally naked? Yeah. That'd be bad. That'd be bathtub worse, toilet, second place. Yeah. Also awful. Yeah. I, I, Dumb scene. I think if I, you know, if, if something was happening to you on the toilet. Yes. Like, I... I don't know what I would do. I call, you know how I just call about... the police. Get some handsome <laughs> police officers in there to help me. That's what I would prefer. Call Mel Gibson versus my husband helping me with that. I'm not good with bathroom things, as you know from any time I've ever thrown up in our relationship. And there's one thing I scream. There's one thing I scream at you, which is get out and don't look at me. <laughs> yep. All right, should we take a quick break? Sure. Quick break. We'll be right back. Okay. okay. Okay, we're back. Okay. Uh, okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay, okay. There's something else I read in IMDb is that that mannerism was from, he had been to Disneyland like the week before. And that's what all of the employees at Disneyland were doing. It's like when you're going somewhere, okay, 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 onto the ride, or okay, 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 off the ride, or okay, 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 I'll get you your hot dog. Because they were all doing it at Disney World, or Disneyland. Okay. That's where that came from. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. All right, so Patsy Kensett. Yeah. Is she what the a most star. beautiful woman who's ever existed? So, no. Present company excluded, of oh, course. Thanks. Uh, no, I don't think she is. She just has, she's very good looking and has like a really unique presence and the accent doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there's a lot of good things going on there. Unfortunately, she married the jerk brother from Oasis. She's been married four times and all four were musicians. And as, as I said to you, she has, a, she has a type. And then you said... And that ain't me. No. And so, no. and so do they. And so do they. Yeah. Yes. So do musicians. That's yeah. Right. Um, and uh, set me up for my funny and I forgot my funny. Her best friend is Elizabeth Hurley. Like she, she was moving oh, in some pretty big circles. Girlfriend. She's godmother to to Elizabeth Hurley's son, who's also a model now. You should look him up. Really unique look. And he, and she, Elizabeth Hurley is godmother to her daughter or son. 
um, with the Gallagher brother that's a jerk. Wow. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, she was like, um, also very '90s look, right? Like a little bit ahead 80s. of her time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like mid '90s look, like almost a waif. So the oversized blazer. Yes. Sort of hiding her her figure underneath. Yeah. In the sort of blunt shortcut. Yeah. Uh, Love all the of hair it. Hair and yeah. the cheekbones and the so good. The teeth. Yeah. Yeah. She was. She was gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. And she had to roll around. It was fairly sexy, those sex scenes, yes. I thought. Yes, like, I thought so, too. And that she was the nudity. Yeah. At the beginning, I was like, nudity? And you were like, maybe there's more bum. And then there was no was, yeah, bum. Mel Gibson's bum. No bum. There was no Mel Gibson there bum? There was no Mel Gibson bum. The only nudity was the boobs, which I don't need to see, frankly. Yeah. You've seen one, you've seen them both, right? <laughs> Show me Mel Gibson's <laughs> bum again. I'd much rather have that. Um, all right. Uh, so picking nits, I don't like, I'm going to steal from yeah, the rewatchables, mm -hmm, but let's fine. talk about this like diplomatic immunity thing. I want to, I feel I wanna, like it I doesn't to, exist. I want you to rank. It does. Really? It does to a certain extent. Yes. But they generally don't put drug dealers in that role. So I, this is, I've got five things that these guys do okay. that they hide behind diplomatic immunity. I want you to rank them I'm ready. in terms of what you think is the most egregious use of their diplomatic immunity. Number one, landing a helicopter in the middle of a major busy thoroughfare in Los Angeles. Okay. Flying in between buildings as well. Uh, smuggling drugs and money in and out of the country. Mm -hmm. uh, performing selective assassinations mm. of police officers. That's a bad one. Uh, bombing mm -hmm. a toilet. Also bad. And <laughs> openly carrying automatic weapons Ooh, in public. Okay. And I'm, firing them on I'm, more than one occasion. I need to see the list. Okay. I'm going to go bombings because it kills innocents. Then I'm going to go killing of police officers. Sorry, you signed up for it. Then I'm going to say... Um, smuggling the drugs, tough. Uh, I'm going to tie for fourth place <laughs> helicopter landing in a traffic jam and open carry of automatic weapons. Although, no, probably open carry of automatic weapons would go fourth and then helicopters would go fifth, which is funny because that's not how I thought it was going to go at the beginning. Like, that's pretty bad. Oh, nope, not as bad as the rest of the stuff they do. It's silly. Yeah, there, there's a lot in this movie that is, again, you have to sort of suspend disbelief, mm -hmm. right? But it's not about it's not about the plot. It's about the action, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, so I, I I think that that's that's good. I think it was pretty good. What do you think about the running gag that Murtaugh's wife is a terrible cook and like a shitty housewife? Pardon my language. Oh, I don't think it's that she's a sh well. I don't. I think that's that was a joke that was made in the in the late eighties and like it ran its course and now no one makes it anymore. Thank God, because mm -hmm. like I'm pretty sure she's got a freaking job and they could do the laundry and cook the meals if they really wanted to. Yeah. Let's talk about Mel Gibson putting Oreos in chili, like. Is her cooking really that bad? Yeah, I think it's just a joke. Like, I think it's just like something that they kibitz about to like tease her. Yeah. But actually like the, it comes from a place of love because they actually know like she's doing his laundry and leaving it folded. Yeah. Like she's not a bad partner. Yeah. Yeah. He's a bad partner. Yeah. He makes the joke like, Oh, if they put the, if they put the bomb in the oven, yeah, we'd never would have found it. Yeah. Right. Cause yeah. she's such a, I don't know. Uh, anyway. Yeah, cause, cause she had like an eggshell in the eggs in the first, yes. the first movie or something. I just think that, it, I think that it was, it was like a, it comes from a place of love. That's a very late eighties new wave feminism thing to joke about is like, Oh, she, you know, crappy housewife. Ha ha. Like anyway, mm -hmm. whatever. Me too happened. And now we don't have those anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's pretty much it for my list. I, I was going to ask, um, you can read that. I think it's a good point. Is, is this a Western? Yeah. So, um, New new lawless bad guys drift into town. Mel loses his his main squeeze. Yep. To the same guys that, and took, that took his wife. Yes. Um. And and I think that I thought that was a little 
a bridge too far. Was mm-hmm. it? And it's such a throwaway line. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, oh, yeah, we killed your wife. We were trying to kill you. We killed your wife mm-hmm. a few years ago. Gotcha. <laughs> and we what? just killed your, your uh, she's wearing your, your like, leather, leather jacket. Mm-hmm. That, uh, mm-hmm. she's, she looked like a high school girl. Mm-hmm. I felt the, like the age gap between Mel Gibson and the scene in the grocery store where he compels her, like, again, to come, hashtag come with me, me too. I was like, stop it. Takes him back to her, takes her back to his trailer. Mm-hmm. And then it's sexy time. Mm-hmm. I mean, she consented mm-hmm. ultimately. Eventually. Yeah. After a lot of convincing. Coaxing. Yeah. A lot of no. A lot of no. Like, there's a certain number of no's. going to embarrass you yes. in the grocery store. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Talk to our daughter. Yeah, damn yeah. right. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, I just, is it a Western? I thought there's something about Mel Gibson's sort of um, man against his, his opponent. Mm hmm. Um, and the sort of showdown that takes place on the, on the carrier boat at the end. Yes. You know, sh- and just like shooting everybody. How um, did they not also now remember what happened on the carrier boat? How did they not realize they were going to drive the car through the end of the thing? Like, did they not think that was going to work? Did they not know there was a car in there with all of their cash? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. No. We'll lock them in there with a car yeah. and then they'll die before it reaches South Africa. I just thought that was silly. Yeah. Yeah. And like, why are they so mad? If, if they're willing to lose all that money, all that money sitting in the harbor, yep. floating around, and they're just like, all right, let's just get out of here. Yep. Then why were they so bent out of shape about it at all? Like, I just, why did they, why did anybody need to die? Just I don't know. if you've got boatloads of money coming in, literally. Murderous South Africans. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, we got one movie to go. All right. And that's going to be The Bridge on the River Kwai. Can't wait. By your request. Yeah. Right. Let's not forget that, requested that you picked it. And. Yeah. I think we may have saved the best for last. It did win Best Picture in 1957. Is that our only Best Picture winner? Oh. I think um, it is. Yeah. Uh, Life is Beautiful won Best Foreign Film. Yes. But Best Picture, I don't think we have any others. We no. have Best Director. We have Best Actor. We have Best Foreign Film. We have things. Everything's been nominated. Mm. But as far as Best Picture winner, yeah, that's the only one. Okay. Interesting. So that's... That's coming. All right. That's all for this week. So next week, Bridge on the River Cry. Kwai, and now it's Summer Vacation. So theoretically... We should have some time to watch it. Yeah. I bet it'd still be in at least two chunks. Well, maybe. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. All right. Thanks for listening, friends. Thank you very much. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Okay. If you listened this long, you get bonus content. So congratulations to you. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see if Dave gets to this part. Well, you have to text us and tell us. If are you, you going to play the music? Like, are we coming yes. in after the music? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, the 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 bonus pod is that we are circling. It's not a pod. It's just bonus content. Bonus content yes. is what will the next season? Oh. Of this podcast. I thought we were just going to talk about Indiana Jones. We're not oh. talking about that. Oh, we can talk about that. All right, let's talk about that, and then we'll talk about pod. So, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. We saw it today. Yep. Um, and it was much better than we expected. Yeah, very I, good. I, I I wrote in Letterbox that I had really low expectations. I thought the trailer made it look pretty lousy. Yes. Um, and really contrived. Yes. Derivative. Yes. And we should have known. We should have known better. With Phoebe Waller Bridges, Bridgers, Bridges, Bridge, Bridge, um, co-writing it, that it wasn't going to be any of those things. It was going to be great. Yeah. Well, it, good. It was. Great. It was. It was. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I'm firm on this, that it's the third best in the series of five. Oh, wow. Uh, I thought that the, my concerns going in were this, the de-aging of Harrison Ford. Yep. Um, Which was done highly, successfully. Highly touted. And it, yeah, it worked 
it worked really well. I didn't realize it was highly touted. I just was like, oh, they've DH'd him, and that technology has come a long way since. Since the Irishman. The Irishman. That was the right. one. I and couldn't the, remember. I've like, on this. There was, remember. yeah, there was a couple of moments in it where, like, he's just, he's got old man hips now. Yes. Like, his, he's just gotten, like, a wide lower I half. thought his voice was telling. Yeah. His, he doesn't sound like Harrison Ford in his 40s, which was the same problem in The Irishman, but yeah. what are you going to do about that? Yeah. Until they, find, they invent de-aging voice recording. Yeah. Right? But, but uh, you know, like, they did a better job. Harrison Ford also hasn't, he hasn't changed a lot in his look. Like, Robert De Niro uh, changed a lot, and Al Pacino changed a lot in terms of the way they look. Yes. From their 30s to their 70s. So in The Irishman, when we saw them being de-aged, mm -hmm. like, we have such a vivid memory of what De Niro looked like. Yes. When he was, he was like, that's 20s. not what he looked like. Like, De Niro did not look like that. that. Mm -hmm. So... Whereas Harrison Ford has like kept his face basically, yeah. it's just more craggy. Yeah, because he hasn't he hasn't had weight fluctuations. No. And, and like both De Niro and Pacino have added some pounds over the years. And, yeah, and had their hair changed and stuff. And Harrison Ford's sort of I guess yeah. it's all the marijuana. He just looks the same. I would like to say publicly <clears throat> that it was so brave of him to be in that movie with his shirt off at his age. That's a pointed feminist thing to say. Okay. Yeah, that's what they would say about a woman if she was that age. Yeah, it's really brave of her. So it's really brave of Harrison Ford he's, to do he's it. He's 78 too. years old when they filmed it. He's 80 now. Mm -hmm. He's still like ripped. Yeah. yeah. Like really like unbelievable. So what happens when you live on a ranch in Montana. Montana yeah. Smoke a lot of weed. Yeah. Um, Ride horses. So uh, the, the CGI, th there were three big action set pieces in this that mm -hmm. were heavily augmented by CGI that I become less engaged mm -hmm. with CGI now. I don't know why. I, I, I just can't. It looks like a cartoon. Yeah. It, it just ceases to look like something that's physically happening. Mm -hmm. And similar to the way we know what De Niro looked like and we know what Pacino looked like when mm -hmm. they were younger, we know what action movies looked like before everything was augmented by CGI. Case in point, Raiders of the Lost Ark, which was we all do. practical. We do. Yes. But it, there's it, a generation that doesn't. If, but if you're, like, who are you attracting to this film, mm -hmm. right? Like, you, are you trying to, if, why, why have it star an 80 year old man mm -hmm. if you're trying to attract a new audience? They're trying to sell this to people who know and love the old movies. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, um, augmenting it with CGI is just, it withdraws you from mm -hmm. the film. It's yeah. like, well. Did this... you notice in the audience there was like a lot of older people? Yes. Yeah. Who were loving it. Yes. The lady next to me was laughing yeah. and gasping. Perfume lady? Yeah. 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 I mean, when she didn't look at her phone and light the whole room oh, up. Oh, I didn't notice she was Oh, she's that. brutal. Such a, sorry out there, but boomers. Yeah. Like, get a clue, please. <laughs> Um, okay, boomer. but when, when the movie was sort of, uh, on location yes. and stopped to take a breath yeah. and took its time, um, you know, the, like, I think one of the most compelling settings was aboard the boat mm -hmm. when they go do the dive yeah. with Antonio Banderas. Uh -huh. Who, uh, by the way, I, I did not realize it was him. And then Charlie leaned over and went, dad says that's Antonio Banderas. And I said, say back to dad. It's too much. It's too much. So he did. But then I would have realized it was Antonio Banderas in the very next line because he said something about diving or whatever. And I, and he sounded like Puss in Boots. Yes. I was like, oh no, you've become Puss in Boots. Yeah. That's really unfortunate for him. But that was the best. I thought that was one of the better scenes. Me in the too. Film. Me too. It was really and good. It, and it's all practical. Yeah. Right. Like when it's practical and, and Harrison Ford, I thought, and you pointed this out and I agree, um, allowed himself to be an old man. Yep. And that's the thing is it, the de-aging is sort of bookend things mm -hmm. in the movie 
um, and to sort of create a back plot. Yeah. Uh, and it worked. Yeah. It worked. Um, I, I thought I thought it was good. And I, I I was entertained. Yes. It was long. It was too long. Matt gave it four stars on Letterboxd, yeah. friends. But I mean, the, the music still works. The direction was good. The acting's great. I thought Phoebe Waller-Bridge, she has a certain sex appeal. Mm -hmm. And there's something happening behind her eyes mm -hmm. that is like the well, supreme intelligence. Like she's smart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and sort of devious and... Uh, mischievous mischievous yes, yes. Uh, yeah. and I, I i i find her like hugely appealing we love her so and mads mickelson really yeah good, really good bad guy yeah definitely that good bad guy yeah. i couldn't i could not remember his name thank you yeah. for that um okay so speaking of letterboxd i wonder what direction your reviews are going to take next our next season of the pod how'd you like that segue hey, mm. um two so minutes yeah. two minutes so we got a couple of options we're weighing okay. one is that i'm going to be teaching a class um don't start crying in the fall <laughs> <laughs> which I proposed to my principal and she very graciously uh, allowed us to, to try to offer it. And then it filled up I, it filled three up. times over. Yeah. So I've got 75 or 76 students mm -hmm. taking film classes in three different sections next year. Mm -hmm. So I thought one of the things we might do is establish you and I mm -hmm. or with some other help. I've got some other folks that want to sort of contribute. <gasps> oh Everybody God. has an opinion. Are we going to have guest stars? Well, this is, what? yeah, and we could talk about what we should show. Sure. Or that we could decide what we're going to show mm -hmm. in the film class and then work our way through review them. things here. Okay. Before, but we'd have to really get on our get going. Okay. Um, another idea would be that we have <clears throat> a lot of films, DVDs in the collection here that I picked up over the years that I haven't seen. Yes. So we could begin working through some of the unseen stuff <sighs> in the collection. That's a lot. Um, yeah, but it would be pointed. I wouldn't be trying to work through like at one point we acquired a whole bunch of stuff from a guy that was big into war movies yeah so i got a ton of war films I no it would have to be stuff that. that i'm interested yeah, in yeah. too and then what's this one uh bringing on a guest and mm -hmm. talking about their favorite movie mm. just expanding our little circle here see if we can establish the banter but with a third guest the yeah. trouble there would be sort of coordinating all the yeah recording the and the tech but that's what your okay strengths are oh is, is it okay so there's some options uh, we need to think about these and then decide. But if anybody who's listening has an opinion. Or a fourth option. Or a fourth option. Feel free to email us or Twitter us. Yeah. Tweet at us. Yes. Either one. Please do. Yes. Um, okay. So that's that's some options. I'm excited. I'm leaning towards film class preview, but okay. I don't know. I think having guests on plus the film class stuff might be kind of fun. Yeah. But I know everyone has an opinion and that might slow down the process of getting it put together. Yes. Okay. Lots to think about. Thank you for listening right to the end, my friends. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back next week with Bridge on the River Kwai. Okay. Bye uh, for now. Bye. For real this time.